light, and then I saw all my, I saw my mother and my sisters and my aunts, and everyone was standing there, and Gerbuk's mother loved flowers, and they all had flowers, and, but they said, Marie, you can't come now. They said, uh, you still have something to do with children. And then, so, she, and she had been declared dead by the doctors, right? Because the soul left, there was no breathing going on, because there's no attraction for breath. There's no reason to breathe if there's no soul. They, they're partners, you know? They're the polarity of each other. So, she came out of the realm, wherever she was, and back into the body, and then <gasps> a breath came. And that's the way she told the story, you know, so I'm no longer dead. So really, it's, it's not, you know, the medical profession declares you dead when there's no breath anymore, but it's really that the soul has left, so there's no attraction to, for a breath. And if the soul comes back in the body, of course, there'll be an attraction, there'll have to be breath, in order, otherwise the soul can't stay there. So, in the... Uh, we say that uh, the Atman, the soul, right? Breath is by the soul. The moment the soul leaves the body, you shall not breathe, put simply. God is prana, life. That's how the, because the soul is part of that infinite godness or godhood or in creative creator, whatever the hell you want. Yahweh, Yahoo. Cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. Your soul needs something because your soul is part of that Godhood. You know, it's it is the infinite little spark in us that allows the creative to manifest a form that we call this human being, and uh, it's hungry, <laughs> it needs a breath. Just like your body is hungry, it needs some carbon sugars and some, uh, what's that? Fats? Yeah, fatty acids, it needs those two things. And then the mitochondria pulls them together, does a little chemical number on them, and it releases light. And that light feeds the rest of your physical being. But really, it's not. And that's why it's feeding... I think everything's upside down. I'm so sorry. In the medical, scientific world, it just... Although, you know, you see more illumined scientists that are starting to grasp. Like when Zach Bush talks, you know, you're seeing a person who has integrated science with spirit. That's why he's so fascinating, if you haven't heard him before. There's an interview two weeks ago with him and Del, two or three weeks ago with him and Del Bigtree, if you want to see absolutely illuminating uh, discussion that bridges the earth and the spirit. Watch this interview. I mean, kind of Del, it's beyond Del, because he doesn't, he's not, he's not very deep in the spiritual it's on thehighwire.com. Yeah, and it's like two, one or two weeks ago. But just look on the Highwire and look for the latest interview with Zach Bush. Just mind-boggling. 
because he talks about this thing. That's why we say we're light. Because at the mitochondria level and the, and the, the taking of the sugars and the fatty acids, it's producing bloody light. That's the source of energy. It's the photovoltaic. The plant takes it in a leaf and this pulls up minerals from the soil and the whole thing's interconnected through the mycelium network. He was saying that they have seen and proven now that a tree, let's say a pine tree, gives off pine cones, right? Pine cones fall down, but the trees are pretty tightly packed, right? So the baby tree comes up. The mother tree knows which of those baby trees is her tree. And she sends nutrition and things to that baby tree through the interlocked root system to her offspring. A tree. And you think it's not a sentient being. Idiot. They also <laughs> studies with trees and plants where they actually played. So long story short, there was a series of digressions of experimental like variables. They've actually played the sound of water, and trees grow in the direction of the sound of water. Oh sure. And so what they they considered like there's no central nervous system, so it's pretty much the conclusion was that we overvalue our brain. Because these things are doing these things without this central nervous system as we see it. But they're very extreme intelligence. Yeah, and through the mycelium network, which is a network of spores in the earth, uh, a tree miles away can say it needs certain nutrition. And the, the network will conduct that information through the internet you know, its own little internet, the mycelium network, and then they'll, if there's an area in which it has this particular nutrition more in abundance, it'll take it through the system and deliver it to that tree. You know, or like the matrix, right? Yeah, it's a network. It's all a network of energy. Same thing with aspen trees. Aspen? Yeah, all in all. Well, and they did a study on the, the redwoods. The redwoods don't have deep roots. So how the hell do they stand there on the coast against these humongous winds and not all fall over? Because the whole root system is interlocked. So it's not one tree with a root system. It's a thousand trees over a square mile or two square miles that are all anchoring each other to, the, to Mother Earth. That's amazing. <coughs> the most impressive ones to me are the Saba trees, the sacred Mayan trees with the spikes. Yeah. Saba. Saba? Uh-huh. Yes. It basically has the whole underworld of Maya. It's so connected. They worshipped it. Huh. Such a cool tree. Yeah, those trees are the biggest antennas that they, they literally, like, they get all the information of the rest of the plants mm. yeah. and they transmit into other. So, um, when, when, in the beginning, when the, we were moving into 5G, you know, there is a invisible information that we send to the trees, and the trees send to us, and they connect into each other. So the, the 5G, what it does is it blocks that information. Oh, it interferes. Yeah, it interferes, because it's, it's, there is a lot of traffic that we cannot see here, but yeah. it's still happening. So yeah. also interfere, interferes between humans, because we are transmitting this almost like a cell phone. We're transmitting signals sure. to each other. Sure. So Absolutely. the 5G 
it kills all of that. Yeah. And Elon Musk is putting all over the edge I of the earth. I putting it on the satellites, so it'll be totally blanketing the whole earth. <laughs> But for example, well, let them do. Let them have their fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, so in, in breath, again, we, we've already talked about it once, but there's conscious breath and there's unconscious breath. And, you know, the link to spirit is conscious breath. Unconscious breath is just automatic. You, you will breathe because your soul needs prana, so you're going to breathe. But if you want to have communication with your soul, you have to switch that breath over to conscious breath. Mm-hmm. Not automatic breath. Mm-hmm. The more cheese they put, the stronger the become because it's, it's like the same with the radio. We used to have the, the regular transmission, yeah. radio signal, and then we were like getting close to the radios, affecting the radio signal between uh, 25, 20, 23 hertz to 25, and then we grow our hertz. And then uh, yeah. Earth did the same, and then now it's like, okay, let's go to bring uh, 5G. But anything that doesn't kill us, it makes us stronger. So whatever, whatever we're doing, if you're raising our vibration, you know, yeah. we're still yeah. having this connection. Yeah. Right. So maybe there is all a, a, a plan in it. Right. It's, not bad, it's right? all part of evolution. Yeah. And we need them all. Yeah, we need them all. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, at the end of the day, let's remember one thing. The creative force is the force. And that force is the dominating force. Yeah. And however the evolution may seem insane to us at the time, <laughs> there's a program that there's a master software program running the whole program. Mm. And it's all part of it. COVID's part of it. 5G's part of it. Everything's part of it. Whoever's in command, everything. Yeah. Well, there is no one in command. No meaning like, but there is people that feel like they are. Yeah, of course, because they love power. But, you know, the, the city of the Grants is very clear about those people. They always die unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> they always die in suffering. And bring those who are unhappy with them. Yeah. They're perfect. But saints die in suffering too. <laughs> well, no, physical suffering, right. but they don't die mentally, yeah. spiritually suffering. That's a difference. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're saying about conscious breathing? Yeah. The unisonness is through that conscious breath. The unisonness with what is, what we just said, the master software program running the whole thing, the ultimate AI, <laughs> God is uh, is the unisonness with that is through the breath, because that's the gift of that source to anything existing in order to connect back to where it came from in the first place. It's all through the breath. See, so breath is like the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate. And so, that's how it leads to presence, what you were saying earlier. Sure. It's all the same thing. Yeah. More connected you are every second, more presence, more presence you, have. you have. It's just that. Yep. So here's a, a cute little exercise for... Yeah, it's... Yeah. No, it's not very long. Five minutes or something. 
It's on. It's like con consciously alternating your energy on command. I'm changing. See, I breathe two and a half hours dominant out of the left, and then I automatically change to breathing two and a half hours dominant out of the right. This is all going on unconsciously, but it's going on. So this little exercise, you're going to sit, and you're going to determine in the first three minutes which side is dominant now. All you have to do is feel. And then you're going to consciously switch the dominance, not by the automatic of the two and a half hour, but right now, here in this moment, I'm going to switch the dominance. And then I'm going to switch it back to the other side. I'm going to do all that in like six, seven minutes. It's just a matter of tuning in, and there's a nice little mudra to help you uh, in the process. So the mudra is right thumb is on top here, and the left thumb is here in this little web, and then the fingers are interlocked. So that's a Venus lock, right? But, but it, in this, to do this, normally in Venus lock, you reverse it for women and men. Yeah. But this one you don't. Right is on top, left is in the web, and you interlock, you put both uh, elbows against the ribs. And then close your eyes and just start to breathe. Not trying to force the left or the right, but just keep your breath normal and see which side is dominant. Okay, so you got like three minutes here to figure out which is dominant. Hopefully after all the yoga and meditation we've done for almost two weeks, you can find it in less than three minutes. <laughs> But we'll give you three minutes to play with it, feel it. There's a book, you can find it on Amazon, it's called Prana Prani Pranayam, and it's the best one book source from 3HO of Yogi Bhajan's teachings on prana. Lots of meditations in it. So prana, prani, and pranayama. Prana being the energy itself, prani being the receiver, or you, of the energy, and pranayama being the practice of breath control in many different ways. You know, segmented breath, left nostril, right nostril, on and on and on. You spell prani? Prani, P R A N E E. Thank you. Yeah, great book. Very valuable. Lots of good information. And it was done by Hari Jokar, who was very exact in everything she did. She did a bunch of yoga manuals too. Those little ring bind, ring bind ones. <clears throat> uh, Hari Jokar. Yeah, yeah. H A R I Jot J O T Kar K A U R. If you look on Amazon, just put her name in. You'll find all her stuff. Although, you know, she doesn't claim to be her stuff. It's always Yogi Bhajan's name on the front and his picture on the front. And she was just uh, 
or the scribe. Humble woman that very reclusive that nobody hardly ever knows exists. She was one of his secretaries in LA but was never out in the public very much. She always worked in the office and kept her head down. <laughs> Has everybody found their dominant mm -hmm. side? Mm -hmm. Yeah? So now switch it. Mentally switch it. Just, you know, com yeah, just command yourself to breathe out of the other nostril as the dominant one. Like right now, mine is the right dominant. So I'm going to start to understand mentally, concentrate on the left side and make it dominant. Or that other little trick I showed you the other day, bite down on the molars on that side or press against the ribs on that side. But, you know, ultimately you want to be able to just do it mentally. Now, if you've, if you've ever listened to lectures of Yogi Bhajan, you'll hear this little sound all the time. Because he was mentally switching the dominance of his breath in order to stay conscious while he was lecturing. To be, to be not him, but to be the flow. Because remember, we're going back, right? If you're in your breath consciously, you're in unisonness. You just become a channel for the information, or for the yoga set, or for the class, or, or for the conversations with somebody. And one, uh, next week we'll definitely see one or two videos with him teaching, just so if you've never seen him before, you get to see him and his, maybe even feel his presence through the videos. There's no fooling around with that guy. I mean, if you were that arrogant, you could try and fool around with him, and he was so kind and compassionate, he'd let you, and you'd just go, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Because basically his philosophy was either, you know, you can take what I dish out, or you can't, then time and space will dish it out to you. <laughs> I'm not going to waste my prana on, on someone who just can't be honest. But I have enough compassion to put up with them. But he was outrageous. <laughs> he said things you just you'd never expect to come out of a holy man, you know. Like what? Anything you want to talk about, anything gross on the earth level, sex, elimination, anything. No problem. He'd say it like it was or it could be the most incredibly uplifting spiritual language, you know, translations of the of the scriptures. Because to him it's all one. See, that's what you have to get to. It's all one. He could swear like you. He could swear to make you embarrassed. He could swear. That makes you feel better. Talk about, you know, sexual private parts like it would gross you out. But it was like, hey, you people are so hung up on all your concepts, you know? 
I think that's why he did it, just to blow everybody's mind that this is just, these are just all concepts that you have. That's personally the, the main reason why I give no juice whatsoever to all the allegations and accusations. <laughs> On the, it all, you know, to people in the earth realm, it all matters. But in, in you, you take a step into unisonness, none of it matters. True, untrue. It's, it's irrelevant. You see? It's irrelevant. It's only someone's expectation that something should be a certain way. And if it isn't, oh my God, it must be morally corrupt. Even think about in Christianity, you're supposed to have one wife. You have another wife, you've, and even on the level of laws, you've committed bigotry, right? Muslims, they don't believe that at all. Absolutely fine to have two, three, if, as long as you can afford to take care of everybody, you can have, you know, multiple. Now who's right and who's wrong? To the Muslim, you're insane. To the Christian, he's insane. So, and then we fight over it. We're gonna have a war over it. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the news lately, all the insanity that's going on in, in uh, Israel and Palestine, right? Don't you find it odd of a country that had 80% vaccinations and the greatest fear of all the the PhDs and other people that I've seen is a problem in the brain from being delivered by these spike proteins because they've had that problem in animal tests that go all the way back to the early 2000s. And here we got this country going insanely mad over attacking the Palestinians, Hamas. Just, where did it come from? Boom. I don't know, we'll see. I don't. Well, I know they don't like the Palestinians, but why? Why not like them? They always used to get along in the old days. It's just you know, the same thing happened has happened in India since Modi got in power. You know, everything that's wrong in the country is the Muslims' fault. Predominantly Hindu nation with over 250 million Muslims, you know. It's their fault. It's a game we play as humanity. So, now try this one. We did this one day, but it's a cool one. Inhale, left, press to right, exhale, press to left. You can use the thumb and the pinky is nice. Why you can use thumb and first finger? No, uh, exhale left, inhale right. Well, try it that way for three minutes, then we'll try it the other way for three minutes and see what the difference is. But breath of fire, quick. Give a, a reasonable acupuncture pressure to your nostril. Nostril controls Eden Migla. It's the uh, 
on the upper part of the spiral, it's, it's the end point. The lower part of the spiral, it's down in the fourth vertebrae. Exhaling left and pay attention to how it makes you feel. Gets you really high, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Pretty quick. I mean, the best, the best high in the world is your breath. I always said if you want to stop smoking, just when you get the urge to smoke, just sit down and do a bunch of deep breathing, urge will go away. Because the the, the essence of the urge, yeah, there's nicotine involved, of course, but the essence of the urge to smoke is to be conscious of breath. You know, you sit there and you put the cigarette and... And then you exhale it out. You become conscious of your breath, smoking anything. You can go out and gather wild tobacco out here and smoke it. Of course, if you want to honor that plant, it should be smoked in the sweat lodge, right? And no wild tobacco is not a hallucinogenic. You can smoke willow bark, chinchilla bark. Again, it's not to get high, it's just the plant imparts certain code to us. The wild willow bark, the wild tobacco, and, and just what he was saying, you know, there was, in the past, man had direct communication with the plants and the animals. We've thrown up so much interference to it that we don't have it anymore. Inhale. And exhale. Now just sit for a moment. Again, put your hands. Go back into that other mudra that you had, that Venus-type mudra. And again, sit and acknowledge the dominant side now. Now switch it. Make the other side down. Switch it again. Make the other side down. All you really have to do is concentrate on that side of your face and the breath will switch. A few other tricks you can use, though, too. 
You can make a little fist out of your hand and put it in your armpit and go like this a few times. <laughs> You'll automatically try it. <laughs> Whatever side you're dominant in now, do the other side. Put your fist in there and bang your elbow a couple of times on your ribs. And you don't even have to concentrate. The breath automatically switches to that side. all the things the yogis figured out. Okay, now do that alternate breath again, but switch to inhaling to the right and exhaling to the left. Left nostril is sun, so fire. Right nostril is water, cooling. Well, you should get a different sense and a different feel by whether you're inhaling left or you're inhaling right and then obviously the other side exhaling. When you're inhaling right and exhaling left, you're inhaling the cooling and you're using the fire to exhale toxins. When you're inhaling left, you're inhaling the fire, you're heating yourself up. But you know, beyond all this blah, blah, blah about what things do, and what, you know, for Grimuk and myself and the Almond Beers on board, it's about the experience. You, know, you, 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 you can't negate the experience. You can negate anything I say in your mind. I don't believe that. That's fine, don't believe it. But you can't negate your own experience. It is what it is. So the most important thing is give people an experience. How, how we identify that we have like a lot of fires in our bodies? How do you identify? Yes. Well, don't you ever feel hot? Yes. Well, that's one reason. <laughs> that's a physical manifestation. Anger. Anger is a physical. Anger is fire, excess fire. Liver. What's that? The liver. Yeah, liver. So doing, breathing. Well, well, better for cooling would just be right nostril breathing. Just long deep breath through the right nostril, not breath of fire, just the. Okay, everybody inhale. Inhale with both. 
thought you would boast, but one will be dominant. One always has to be dominant. Ah, here's an interesting little fact, yogic fact. Before you die, there's no dominant breath. Hmm. It's absolutely equal. Here, try it. <laughs> oh, it's really trippy. Really. Gyanudra, sit up straight. Now, absolutely concentrate on the nose and try and make the breath equal on both sides and see how it makes you feel. keep adjusting a little bit. It's like you're, you're, if you're controlling the left and the right through the feeling of the face, you have to get fine-tune it down. So it's a little bit too much on the left, so you feel the right face a little bit more. It's safe to do for a short period of time. It won't kill you in a, in a few minutes. Does it feel different? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why it makes me a little anxious. Yeah, because you, if you kept doing it, you'd probably <laughs> exit. I remember a, a story that Terry Sinsop told in the early days. He was in somebody's, somebody's home. He, he, he came in and the guy was laying on the couch. And he didn't, he didn't wake up, and they were sitting there, and all of a sudden, he looked at the guy, because you can tell when, how somebody's breathing if you really look at their body, whether it's left or right. And he looked at the guy and he said, wake him up right away, wake him up right away, because he was breathing through both nostrils at the same, and if it had kept on, he would have left. <laughs> I think I think so. I think whether they consciously know it or not, but if you know it and you know, like say, okay, you, you, your dad knew it's three days so I'm supposed to die and goes away in his cabin and he may not have known that, but as yogis, if you know that and you know it's time to exit, go sit down somewhere and start doing that breath, you'll leave. Conscious death. It's the ultimate, isn't it? Consciously leave the, this vehicle, you know, car trade in. Isn't it what they say? I heard that you have like the the thing is when you die, got you not be afraid and just go, or you incarnate. Isn't there a moment there? Have you ever? Well, there's a whole process as described in the yogic technology of what happens when you die. When you die, when you first exit the body, you will enter a zone in which there are two avenues. 
One zone is warm and fuzzy and earth and will have, like Gurmukh's mother, her relatives and flowers, because she loved flowers. It will have in it what is warm and fuzzy, and it's sort of a brownish area. The other avenue is cold and blue. And if you're aware of what's going on in your conscious, you want to go the cold and blue, because if you go the warm and fuzzy, it'll take you back into the earth realm, where you will reincarnate sooner or later and you're not going to have access to the higher ethers to learn some things there before you still may be coming back, but it's going to be a different kind. Like, it's going to be like my daughter's son, Sai. I mean, this boy, had, not because he's any relation to us, but because of his, you know, we're talking generations of spiritual education, and now this boy's got a, a mom who was totally, from the time she was in the womb, steeped in a spiritual tradition, she's 100% letting him be him, and just constantly coaching him, and, and there's no no's, and there's, you know, there's like, I'm going to divert him here, so, oh, look at this side. This might be better than breaking those glasses that you want to bust, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, that's, that person, whoever he is, came and found the right womb in order that he can get the right education to serve humanity and whatever his mission is. Um, there was something else related. Also in that process, I know, for example, I'm Serbian, a lot of people cry at the funeral. And when you mourn, that soul is going to say, oh, they miss me, so I want to go that way. Because it has a few days. Well, there's 17 cry. days. In the, uh, 17. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The first three days are the days that are the most important up to the either burial or cremation. The soul is still very much around the body. And then from the fourth day to the seventeenth day, the soul journeys through the earth if it has to say goodbye to some people, you know, or has some message to impart. Remember, it's all on the subtle level. So I come into there, at, uh, and there's there's the 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 cold and blue path. If I take the golden uh, the golden blue path, as soon as I enter into that path, I will be met by my spiritual guides. Now, that, that happens on day 17? Well, that's a good question, and I'm not sure. Because <laughs> I, I so haven't... why do they try and trick you with the warm and fuzzy? What? Why do they try and trick you with the warm and fuzzy thing? It's not that they trick you, it's just you didn't elevate your consciousness to the point that you even got to realize there was two. Her book's mother never talked about two. To her, there was only that way, because she hadn't, you know, she hadn't evolved through the human incarnations to enough places, to enough to be sitting here, to learn a technology that when you die, this is, you know. See, everything that happened to anyone in this room only happened so you're here now. And now you're being given the opportunity. Everybody's given the opportunity, but some people can't see it. Some people reject it, some people try it and reject it. That's all, it's okay, it's fine. It's all yours to do. But there is, a, and I think one of the main points of the scriptures is, it's an illusion free will. 
The only free will is you choose to walk the path of your soul or not. And that's why you're alive. Yeah. But, again, there's plenty more alives. <laughs> there's no shortage of them. Right now there's 8 billion opportunities. And many people say that because of this transition we're heading into, a new, a new evolution of human consciousness, that's why so many people are here right now. There's so many, I mean, the, the level of soul is infinite, right? Throughout the universe. And it's, there's, you know, there's, a, there's something interesting happening on Earth as far as the three-dimensional experience goes. And so, and even like, okay, here's the best spiritual book almost I've ever read. And it's only, it's only this thick. Starseed Transmission <laughs> by Carrie. You can get it on Kindle. And there's actually three books that he wrote. They're completely transmissions that came from beings of other realms that are assigned to guiding Earth to 